Listener Production. The Aussie share market's losing streak remains intact. And were there any bright spots today? Good afternoon. I'm Steve. I'm Laura. It's Wednesday, the 20th of September. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Hello, Laura. Hello, Stevie. Back again. We are. The Aussie market is on track to uh, lose ground again, Laura, unfortunately. We're currently down for a third straight day, shed around 1.5% or so over the course of the week. But I think it's important to remember that last Friday ended up being our best day in over two months, but certainly has not been a good first half of the week. No, absolutely not. We're actually down about three quarters of 1% ahead of the close. And we've basically reversed all of last week's gains. We're up 1.7% last week, Mm -hmm. down almost that much right now. So that's a little bit unfortunate, isn't it? It is. There are only eight trading days left now in September. And, you know, as we've discussed in the past, usually September's not or hasn't been a great month for markets over the past decade at least. So there's only been two of the past 10 years where we've seen the ASX 200 rise in September, partly perhaps due to ex-dividend stocks, but there are maybe other factors overseas as well. But what did we see across the different sectors today? Not very much, unfortunately. <laughs> Most of the sectors are down. At the moment, only three of the 11 sectors are lifting and we're really seeing consumer discretionary stocks being the best performer, but not that great, even though they are the best, they're up about a third of 1%. And that's mostly thanks to one stock, which we'll get into. But miners and energy stocks have definitely been hit the hardest. They're down between around 1.5% to 2% as a sector. Yeah. So energy and mining, roughly a third of our share market right there. So that plays a pretty big part in markets and tech stocks are going backwards, but a tiny part of our market, really. It's like 2-3% of the ASX 200. Within the financial sector, though, we're seeing major banks all lower, but the insurance stocks are a little bit of a bright spot there. So QBE, IAG, and also Suncorp are in the green there. Yeah, so they've certainly made a difference in at least limiting the declines we've seen across the Aussie market. Are there any stocks that caught your eyes today or your eye? Well, Plenty. Yes. So we had a few trading ex-dividend, five in total. Flight Centre was probably the most noteworthy. They'll be paying 18 cents per share on the 19th of October. We also had a few companies paying out their dividends today. So we had Yan Coal, 37 cents per share. Viva Energy, eight and a half cents. The Lottery Corp, six cents per share. Link and Viva Energy and plenty others too many to name. But I did notice Aristocrat today. So that's the casinos and gaming company. They've been among the best performers, sort of twiddling between best and second best performer for for most of the session. And this was a major contributor to the consumer discretionary sector lifting. It was lifting from the opening bell, even though there was no news. Around lunchtime, it did receive a target price lift and ahead of the close, its shares are up roughly 3%, over 3%. And it actually hit its highest level since January 2022 in today's session. Yeah, so they make a lot of like the gaming content and technology for poker machines and other gaming tech as well. Plenty of other stocks that received attention as well today. And KMD Brands was probably up there. And this is the group that used to be called Katmandu, but mm-hmm. then changed its name. So it's behind Katmandu. It's behind surf brand Whip Curl as well. Down roughly, Oboz as well. Yep, as well. That um, one's a bit less familiar. Mm-hmm, but they're down roughly 5% at the moment heading into the close. And it's actually fallen by roughly 30% over the past four months. So it hasn't had a good run. Now, today it released some results. It said that as far as sales over the 12 months to July goes, they've actually had record sales. 
Profits were largely flat. They only fell by roughly half a percent. What seemed to receive more attention, though, is the fact that sales have been slowing down more recently by about 6.5% in August. So they've blamed it on a couple of things. A more cautious shopper following 12 rate hikes, partly in Australia and overseas, has been plenty as well, including New Zealand. And then the warmer weather, which has reduced demand for high-selling puffer jackets, mm. which I just got mine fixed recently, mm. must be said. It cost $20, actually. It was worth it. I wasn't too optimistic, but excellent job by my tailor, I must, I must say. I'm glad to hear that. Do That's you want to tell us who your tailor <laughs> <No>. is? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next podcast, tune in then. <laughs> but anyway, the, the CEO also pointed out that he's actually noticing increased discounting and promotions by competitors. That's probably contributing to a drop in sales, people mm-hmm. being attracted to, to lower prices in this weather. And Sydney today is pretty hot as well. It's like 34 it's, degrees. It's really nice, isn't it? And Unfortunately, we're inside. I yeah, know. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't too much of a surprise what we saw from KMD brands today. It's sort of following the same story of what we've been hearing from those other retailers. Also, Sezzle, that's the buy now, pay later company that was in focus today after releasing its August business update. Its income increased to $21.6 million. That's up 11% from month to month, 44% year on year. And they attributed this to efficacy, the success of their latest product offerings and continuous growth in active subscribers. So its shares are up over 20% right now. A sizzling performance (laughs) from Sizzle, 21% higher. There's our title right there. That's right, 55% higher since the start of this year. And today they actually hit their highest levels since mid to late June, so... Not that much. It's Not good. that long ago, but still good. Not too bad. I mean, it did fall 86% last year, it must mm. be said. So it's had a bit of an <laughs> up and down run, really, for a number of years. I mean, back in 2020, it was up 195% in a year, and then it fell, and now it's back up again. So we'll see how this progresses. Another the share market, a crazy place. <laughs> can be. Uh, Qantas, another stock today that received some attention. So it actually released its annual report which includes executive pay. So it's not the report where it releases its profit results necessarily, but it's where you find out how the big bosses are being paid. How much do they earn? The CEO, Alan Joyce, who served Mm -hmm. as boss for 15 years there, he stepped down earlier this Mm -hmm. month. He was paid $21.5 million over the year. Not bad. Most of that was uh, from a long-term incentive plan. So basically... Mm -hmm. You know, the leaders are rewarded for meeting specific goals rather than base pay. So $14.8 million is pay came from long-term incentive. Not bad. Yeah. He's got a good package to retire with. It could be worse it, than it, $21 he, million. He could year. be in a worse position yeah. in his retirement, I would exactly. think so. And that's only one year. Imagine how much he's got in the bank. That's true. Well, probably more. We'll never know. If he's, if he's good with his money, though. We don't that's know. True. I don't know what his habits are like. Anyway, TransOpen <laughs> was another one in focus today. Its CEO, Scott Charlton, will exit his role one month ahead of schedule, being appointed CEO of Sydney Airport. Mm. Interesting, right? It is interesting. You seemed a lot more interested before the podcast about that news. You seem less so now. Maybe it's because it's not the first time you're hearing it. Because I've heard it for the second time now. Because <laughs> I, I read that a little earlier in the day. But it is it is important. It is important. It's a pretty big deal. And he's actually stepping into that a little, he's retiring yeah. a little earlier, right, to yeah. be able to take that role a as well. A month ahead. Yeah, schedule. a month ahead. Yeah. So that's a big deal. Tonight. Tonight is the big one. The this biggie. is this is essentially, you know, so we've seen our market falling for the past three sessions. And this is sort of what investors have been waiting for. There's been 
obviously a bit of caution now, Mark, and that's been led by what we're seeing in the US share market. We've actually been doing worse, actually, than what the, the US share market has been doing. So they've given they've given us a negative lead in for yep. most days this week, but we've just gone and taken that and ridden with it and gone even worse, unfortunately. Mm. And the key event is that interest rate decision that'll yep. be handed down at 4 a.m. Thursday morning, our time here. Yep. But what will be more important, Stevie? I think that's going to be most important. Um, <laughs> but in, of but course, within the, that the decision. Dot plan, yes, the thank dot you. Plot. You knew what I was exactly talking right. about. Exactly right. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, look, there's a 99% chance as far as what markets are pricing in that Correct. there will not be a rate move at all tomorrow. Which means a there's 1% a 1% chance, chance of oh. a rate hike. <laughs> okay, we're on the same page. Cut, right? We're so always on the same page. That means if there is a move up or down, that would absolutely shock the market and there would probably be some pretty substantial moves. But you're right, the dot plot... The pot, <laughs> it's hard to say, isn't it? There are dots on a chart, basically, which basically suggest what the Fed is thinking might happen to interest rates into the future. <laughs> that is going to be released as well, and that's probably going to be more important for how markets do in the final couple of hours of trade. Plenty of other central banks will be handing down their interest rate decisions. Too many to go through, but that won't be till tomorrow night. So we'll, we'll discuss that in tomorrow's podcast, and that'll start off with the Bank of England. We also have the Bank of Japan. So many. I'm not yep. going to go through them all. Exactly. They're calling it the bonanza. The bonanza. <laughs> so exciting. And tonight there will be some inflation stats out of the UK. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow on the economic front, there'll be detailed employment data for the month of August. This uh, mm-hmm. is not to be confused with that monthly data we get where we find out what the unemployment rate is and how many jobs were added or lost. So not as important. No. But economists look for this at this quite carefully to look at job movements by industry. Exactly so right. So it's out. just yeah. a little bit more detailed than those figures that we got not too long ago where we yeah. saw 65,000 jobs added. That was, of course, boosted by the Women's World Cup. And yeah, as I mentioned, this is just a little bit more detailed. So it shouldn't be too market moving, but our economists here are very excited. They Pumped. can't wait. Yeah. Also, a few stocks trading ex-div, nine tomorrow. So Genesis, NRW Holdings, Specific Smiles are some of those paying out their dividend. Most notably will be Rio Tinto, $2.60. Per share, roughly. Downer EDI, owner of realestate.com, REA Group, will pay 83 cents per share. Bigger Cheese, ResMed, Sonic Healthcare, too many others to name, yeah. but quite a few. So, as we've been mentioning, we're sort of moving out of that period where stocks are trading ex dividend yeah. and more into that period where they're paying out their dividends. And next week's going to be the big one. Yeah, next week's one of the biggest of the whole year. So, that will be fun, especially if you hold stocks that are paying out dividends. Exactly. I think that's it. It is it. Have a good one, everyone. Have a lovely night. We'll catch you you again tomorrow. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.